The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. behind the scenes here getting mark briscoe some water and we we're laughing because he was looking for the dressing room and i just yelled out mark and uh there he was like magic <laughs> that's the way to do it man that's the way to do it Forget which the technology <laughs> just get back to our roots and start yelling at each other. that's it right exactly who can yell the loudest but it's cool because we are in baltimore and you live in delaware which is just down the road. Yes, sir. And this is kind of like one of your stomping grounds from back in the Ring of Honor days. Wasn't Baltimore kind of a hotbed for Ring of Honor? Yes, sir. Baltimore, uh, especially once Sinclair Broadcasting bought Ring of Honor. Right. Uh, that was, that's when it kind of shifted from being a Philadelphia-based kind of hometown company, and then it kind of shifted to a Baltimore hometown company once Sinclair brought it. Bought the company, mm. so yeah, oh yeah, a lot of roots back here in uh, in Baltimore for sure. Did you ever? Did they ever have shows? Actually, I'm sure they did in Delaware. Yeah, but actually, see, the thing about Delaware is uh, there's like no real good arenas or anything. Right. Uh, the only Ring of Honor show that we ever ran in Delaware was at the local Fire Hall, Laurel Fire Hall, and it was like a Ring of Honor. It was like a. Uh, I don't know what what they used to call them. It was like the Future of Honor. That's what they called okay, Future gotcha. of Honor. Yep. But that was the only one ever run in Delaware. Because I was looking at my stats, and I have wrestled in all fifty states except for Delaware. Really? We've had shows there, but I just did like interviews. I never actually had a match in Delaware. Oh, holy crap, man! <laughs> so you've been like South Dakota and all everywhere, that? Alaska, Hawaii, Alaska. Wow, no, no Delaware, no Delaware. Yeah, hang on. So, so the there you go. State, the first, man. I know, right? First state. So it's been a, a cool run for you here in, in AEW uh, now that, that you're here. It's been, I guess, three or four months now. And you've, you're here, obviously, without brother, your brother Jay. And I just want to know, like, before we kind of get into to that, how has it been for you in AEW now that you're actually here every week? I tell you, it's been a blast. You know, I got to see, I'm seeing a lot of my old buddies that I didn't get to see regularly for a long time now getting in, getting to see them weekly again mm. which is real cool what is different is the weekly tv thing is sometimes i i come and i show up and i'm fired up ready to have a match ready to go out there and have a 20 minute you know 20 minute banger and it's like oh yeah you got a you got a pre-tape you got a promo tonight and i'm like oh 
shit. <laughs> but then it's like, oh, no, you're still on the show. Like, it, it's not the same mm-hmm. as wrestling, you know, weekend warriors on the independence where it's all about who are you wrestling and how good is the match? This is about week to week to week, episodic. So it that's that's new after 23 years of wrestling. That's something that's new and it's something that I'm getting adjusted to. But I'm actually enjoying it because I'm not so sore all the time. Because it's not like every single week you're having a 20-minute match. It's like some weeks you do and then other weeks you get to chill, eat some catering, film some promo stuff and talk some shit and, you know, have a good time with your buddies. It's like you said kind of more about the storylines of the we're talking about rather than just the weekly matches themselves absolutely because this is the first time you've experienced that yeah yep yep first time i mean me and jay we were it's funny we were you know i used to think we were like the i think it was the great poet 50 cent (laughs) (laughs) i'm the underground king and i ain't been crowned i used to think they're like yeah me and jay we're we're the underground kings you know what i mean we've done everything but weekly mainstream and now here here we are and i say we because he's you know what i mean he, he's riding with me he's rolling with me he's right here with me you know what i mean so now here we are weekly episodic tv and it's kind of a new thing it's like whoa i thought you know thought i had done everything that there was to be done here mm. but this is completely new and it, no, it's great man loving it here loving well and like you said this is something that you're experiencing without your brother now that he's gone but but you have such great faith and then we'll get into that you say he's still riding with you do you feel his presence do you i, I really truly do yeah. i really truly do and it's like more so than anywhere else is when the music hits and i'm walking through the ring it's like it really is it's like uh it's just a, a strange feeling because that was, you know, that was, that was our thing. We were wrestling before we were wrestling each other before, you know, we probably were even out of diapers. <laughs> and you know, from the time we're kids, and it's funny because I got a two and a three year old now. I got seven kids, but I got a <laughs> two and a three year old son. And looking back, like I, they remind me so much of me and Jamin. And it's just like, like yeah, wrestling is what makes it, like I feel him more mm. wrestling. Even though everything reminds me of him, you, you know what I mean. I can't go anywhere, or do anything without thinking of him. But when I really, really feel him, is when that music hits, and mm. it's it's time to go, time to go do what we do. You know, I've had some some close people pass away, and I've had dreams about them, and I feel like I had like. Their presence. Have you had anything like that? I tell you, man, it, it, it's funny because my mom has had so many different signs and things like that, but I really have it. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it one day, and I was like, you know what I think it is? Is because me and Jay are so one and the same. It's like we're already one and the same. So it's like I don't need the affirmation. Mm. I don't need the confirmation that, hey, brother, I'm all right. I, I ain't doubted since from the, the when it happened is like at first of course a total like what the hell is going on in and but then it was it wasn't it wasn't an hour and I had made peace with the fact that he's fine and I know that he's fine and I can feel that he's fine and that now we just gotta we gotta carry on and do what we gotta do down here, especially for his kids and mm. for you know his wife and my mom, you know, dad too. But 
I haven't had had that, that many signs. It was funny. The one time, now that you mentioned it, I just did think about it. I was on my way home from Dollar General or something, and I was talking to my mom on the phone, and she was real. She was struggling, and uh, her sign has always been bald eagles, right, if she sees a bald eagle in where we live. There, I mean, it's not like you see bald eagles every day, but you'll see them every week. Mm-hmm. But it's the timing of when she sees the bald eagles that she really gets – comfort and like oh that's a sign from god or oh that's jamin just showing me that he's still here whatever but uh yeah two now now that i'm sitting there talking it was twice once it was on her birthday on her birthday i was taking my kids to school and there's a bald eagle i mean literally 10 yards off the side of the road and it's eating something eating something you know a dead deer something uh some kind of rodent something and most time, if you stop and try to get a picture, they're they're gone, mm-hmm. you know. But this sucker stood right there. I stopped by the side of the road. I mean, I l- literally ten yards, maybe fifteen tops, and I zoomed in on him with with my phone, and I was taking a video. And we called my call my we since Jamin had his first son, which was the first of the grandkids. Mm-hmm. We've always called my mom Granny, and so I. Zoom in on this eagle taking a video and say, Happy birthday, Granny. <laughs> and I sent it to her and she called me and she was crying and she said, That was that was that might as well have been Jamin telling me happy birthday because I, I like she, she said, I, you have no idea how much I needed that. And then the other time was also this time I was on the phone with my mom. This was the one when I was coming home from Dollar General, and there was two eagles in the field, right? Two eagles in the field. It was a field right before we get to my house. Two bald eagles. I'm on the phone with my mom, and she's, you know, she's struggling. She just wants to talk it out. She wants some comfort. And I said, Mom, there's a couple eagles in the field right now. I was like, they're beautiful. It's crazy. And she's like, yeah, you know, that's always been my sign. And one of the eagles flew away, and one of the eagles stayed right there. And I was like, whoa. I was like, that's crazy. I was like, Mom, like. I think I had to call her back because that didn't really click in my head until I was like, whoa, that's crazy how one of the eagles, like it's her sons, one of the eagles flew away, the other eagle stayed there. But those are the two things that were. It's amazing. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. You know, it's interesting because I went to to, to Jamin's funeral, and it was one of the, one of, like... I, you don't want to say favorite, but it was really uplifting funeral. It was a favorite We're funeral. I think so. I think you were wearing the same, you know, camouflage hoodie that you're wearing right now. The whole place was packed in the high school gym. The whole, like the whole town was there, and you and your mom and dad just told these great stories. And there was a real feeling of like, it's okay, guys. It's all good. Like people were trying to cry, but you were almost like, you know, you don't have to cry. It was just really like, I guess, inspirational. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. You know, my dad, he's, that's, it, well, I say my dad because my mom's faith, I feel like is just as strong as my dad's faith, but he's the one who was more, more of. The vocal? Yes, more vocal, more of the household leader. 
in that aspect when it comes to faith in God. And, you know, dad's just always been so strong and such a, such an inspiration to me. And when I first, when we got there that night that, that it happened to the hospital and I saw dad and we both, you know, I could tell that of course we're both, we're devastated, but I could tell in his eyes, the same thing I was feeling like Jamin's good. Like mm. Jamin's good. And, and I told him, I, I looked at him and I said, dad, I said, you know, I said, God is on the throne. He said, he said, I know it. And, you know, and I, I know different people believe different things and different people, you know, everybody's entitled to believe what they want to believe. But man, I would, don't think I'd be uh, functioning at a very, very good level right now without faith, without, mm -hmm. you know what I mean, the belief and uh, just knowing, knowing my brother's all right, you know. Knowing. When you got that deep faith and it's kind of like the ultimate goal is, is to go home. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Exactly. So when he goes home, it's almost like, well, that's kind of what we're all going for. Anyways, obviously it's a little early, but when it's your time, it's your time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he he got there first. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he got there first. And it's funny because when you know we've been wrestling when we started wrestling, I was fifteen and he was sixteen, Gosh. and he's the older brother. Not that being sixteen, you're not really you're still. You know what I mean? In, in in the world of professional wrestling, you're 16, you're a baby, baby, baby. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's it's he's with his 15-year-old little brother, so he would always, you know, be like, go ahead, man, I'm right behind you. you know, I'm right behind you. You go in first. You go in first. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, he, he, he got there first, man. <laughs> he got there first. But uh, I, I tell you, it was not even a couple of days afterwards. I tell you, I, it was pissing me off because a couple of news stations, and I know it's, it, I shouldn't have t taken it personal because they just want to get a story. But a couple of news stations would call, hey, you mind if we do a do an interview, come do a piece uh, uh, about your brother? We just want to pay his honor. I'm like, man, yeah, nah, too, too soon. Too uh -huh. soon. You know? like, not, I'm not, not interested, not even a little bit. A little bit mad that you called me. You know what I mean? Yeah. But whatever. Uh, and they did the same to my mom. And she said she felt the urge to, yes, I do want to because that's just what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. how, she, how she felt. And somebody came down from Philly. It might have been the next day after he passed or two days later. And I remember it just it blew my mind how, like, her faith in this instance, because the reporter was like, I guess, it was, you know, she described how it happened and everything. And the reporter said to my mom, she said, I guess it was just wrong place, wrong time then, huh? And mom said that she didn't even think this. She didn't process this. But what she said when she responded, the reporter said, I guess it was wrong place, wrong time. My mom said, no, it was right place, God's time. Mm. I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like that's why I ain't want to do these interviews because I don't want to say nothing cool like that. I would choke this woman and be like, I never had Leave me alone. <laughs> You did tell a great story about the, the funeral about the guy in the cemetery, though, which is yeah, hilarious. Man, yeah. you know? <laughs> But let's talk about, you mentioned when you started at 50 and your brother's 16. Like, that's really young to start in wrestling. How were you guys able to do that, uh, get on matches and stuff, being that young? Did you lie about your age? Or? It, well, it was we didn't lie about our ages yet. <laughs> there was a lot of phone calls, and this was back when the, you know, the uh, 56K internet, the doo-doo, 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 yep, but sending, sending some of them old emails, uh, I mean, <laughs> up and down the East Coast, we we built a ring in our backyard. Dad 
helped us build a ring in the backyard over top of a trampoline frame. First, we wrestled on the trampoline, and then we went through about two different tramp, two three different trampolines, and we built a big wood frame on the trampoline, on the metal trampoline frame, and put some posts in the corners and some garden hose and some cable for the ropes. And so we had a pretty decent ring in the backyard, and we we got there and we'd wrestle and wrestle and beat the crap out of each other and didn't know how to you know properly tuck your head when you take a bump so i swore like my mom was cooking for some reason she was on a cheesecake kick she was making cheesecake at the time and so i swore that cheesecake made headaches go away <laughs> when, when, we, when we get done wrestling i go and eat some cheesecake and i feel better <laughs> but uh we film ourselves wrestling and beating ourselves up in the backyard and we send it to wherever from i think we sent sent one to a league in South, as far south as South Carolina, well, not a lake, but a school. We would find wrestling schools. Mm. So from South Carolina on up to New Jersey, we sent tapes to a bunch of different wrestling schools. And a funny story there one time, because dad, my dad, he would referee. Me and Jamin would, would, would wrestle, and we normally set the camera up, or my sister would film, and uh, dad would be the referee. So we send our send our tape to a wrestling school in South Carolina. Hey, we're wondering if you would be willing to train us. You know, we're only 15 to 16 years old. However, you know, we really want to do this. Our heart's really set on it, blah, blah, blah. They came back, sorry, because of liability, we can't can't legally train you guys. You know, maybe give us a call in a couple of years. However, we're really interested in using that referee <laughs> yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. that's great. Yeah, man. Yeah. but then Jim Kettner, he CWA. He was a Wilmington, Delaware guy, right? Wilmington, yeah, Wilmington, right? Yep. He, he's a guy who who started the uh, Super Eight tournament, which was real big. I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's still going. I don't think Kettner still runs ECWA, but um, yeah, he we we went to the Super Eight where it was actually who did we have? I know we had. Scoot Andrews and mm. maybe Chris Daniels in the finals. <laughs> I think the following year was Loki and Brian Danielson, but it was uh yeah, I think Scoot Andrews versus Chris Daniels in the in the finals of the Super Eight. And uh so we we took up one of our home videos and we had already contacted Jim that we wanted to bring a video along and have him have a look and if he could train us we'd be forever grateful. And so we gave him gave him our tape and he called later in the week and he said, "Hey, you know, I think you guys really got some potential in you. There's, I think we think we may have something here. You know, mom and dad are going to have to sign waivers and whatever some legal forms, so so I can't get in trouble. You know, what I mean, even though you're 15 and 16. But yeah, then he uh, we started training in February and had our first match in May, and you know, been been rocking and rolling ever since. Do you remember, do you remember who the first match was against? The fabulous Mozart Fontaine and Mr. Ooh La La. <laughs> it was supposed to be Mark Briscoe versus Jay Briscoe. Uh-huh. But we get down there and we're we're squared up and and, and we're about to about we're about to circle and lock up and then the Mr. Ooh La La's music hits and here they come, Mr. Ooh La La with his manager Barry Casino and the fabulous Mozart Fontaine and they came down there and told us how we were just little punk pricks who didn't even belong in a wrestling ring and that they were going to show us how it's done and so mm. it was the two of them versus the two of us and you know and after the match happily actually after our very first match charlie haas and his brother russ 
God rest his soul, mm-hmm. you know, rest in peace, Russ, they attack us after the first match and start beating the crap out of us. This is two, I mean, jacked, freaking in their prime studs. Yep. And me and Jamie are 15 and 16 and probably a buck 50 soaking wet. <laughs> Well, that was our first big program there, the Haas Brothers. So when you're doing that and you're still in high school, like, are you still attending classes during the day? And what did your friends think of you guys being wrestlers that night? Yeah, well, we so Tuesdays and Thursdays were training training days. And we trained from 7 to 10. And that was up in Wilmington, Delaware, which is all the way up top. We're in Laurel, which is Sandy Forks right outside of Laurel, right. but we're in Laurel, Delaware, all the way down bottom. So it was about a two-hour ride every Tuesday and every Thursday. We would leave about 5, get there at 7, train till 10, come home, be home at midnight, get up and go to school the next day. And it was it was uh, the only time that, that it ever conflicted with anything was during football season because we both played football. My dad coached football. We had played other sports up until – we started wrestling, and they were like, ah, you know, still love football, still going to stick with the football. But uh, everything else kind of went went to the back burner. But, yeah, we'd, leave, we'd have to leave football practice a little bit early to get up there. And I remember the, one of the local uh, newspaper guys was talking shit on me one time because <laughs> we made the uh, – our, our football team made the, the state tournament. <laughs> and I missed one practice – that week, because that was when TNA was doing the weekly Wednesday mm-hmm. night pay per views. Yeah, yep. And so we were in Nashville when this was had to be 2002. Nashville on Wednesday night, and we had a state tournament football game on Friday night. Yeah, so one of the local newspaper guys <laughs> was, was running me down a little bit, like, "Oh, where's this loyalty at?" You know? like, All right, but, like, for you guys being brothers, too, like, obviously, you imagine you used to beat the crap out of each other. Now you're actually, as a team, and you pretty much were a team. Well, you were a team all the way up until Jay passed. Yeah. I'm sure there was probably a lot of a lot of respect, but also probably a lot of fights, oh my a lot God. of issues with your brother. Oh, yeah. Uh, how was that teaming with uh, your older brother? Oh, man. I mean, it was, it was, you know, 90% great, amazing all the time until, <laughs> until we – clashed on something or didn't agree on something and it seems like we almost always did but then when we didn't I feel like most of the time when he would sometimes I don't even feel like he even really believed what he was saying he was just trying to be an asshole <laughs> he was just trying to disagree with me for right, the right, right. disagreeing with me man no damn it you know damn well this spot's better than this spot <laughs> no man that's corny man it's too much man you're always trying to do too much but man yeah but you should be boring sometimes you don't do enough sometimes but no we had we had so many like I said we we agreed on pretty much everything but then it, it was I think for people that was in the in the vicinity, it was normally pretty comical when we didn't agree on something. <laughs> I tell you, the first match we had with FTR, it was like before a show, and you know we're you know getting getting ready, getting this match ready, getting this match together, and things weren't really going smooth. And I remember there was something that me and Jamin disagreed on, and we like get in a little ten second back and forth, like no man, this stupid man, what do you mean? It was like one of those, and it popped. Cash and Dax so hard that they like both like it was like that was the icebreaker and after that everything was just so smooth sailing after that the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What's what's the most ridiculous fight you guys ever got into? Is the one that stands out as something really dumb or, or like a one that got pretty crazy? Oh man, that's really tough. There's something something will something will circle around, but it's gotcha. always. It, so you're mostly just at each other's. You're not actually throwing punches or anything. Well, there. <laughs> well, no, there was a lot of physicality as well. I mean, especially it was. I I slowed down drinking on the road. Not long after I got married, mm-hmm. I was drinking on the road. You know, I still have have a couple have a couple on the road, but it used to be to see how much we can drink, right? Until, <laughs> until we pass out or guy get on an airplane, whichever comes first. But back then, it was a well, I would say it was almost weekly physicality <laughs> because you know we're always cool. And then he would once we got there, once we got to that point, late enough in the evening. And I know it wasn't bad nature. It was more just like, let me pick on my little brother real quick. And yeah. say something ignorant. I'd be like, man, you always, like, why you always got to go there? Why you always got to start, man? And it's always, like, now. It's, it's, you know, but the, the one time in Cheeseburger, Cheeseburger actually is the one who egged Jay on. And I think, he, I don't know if he recorded it or if it was Judge Jeff Jones that recorded it. But either way, they're in cahoots and they both got it coming. But we were in, <laughs> we're in Tokyo Dome Hotel, and we're just in there shooting the shit. Probably, you know, 10, 12 guys in there in one hotel room shooting the shit, drinking, hanging out, just being the boys. And I, on the bed, I, I drifted off, and I'm comfortably resting and just resting my eyes. And, yeah, Cheeseburger talks to Jay. He said, Jay, give Mark an elbow drop. While I'm sitting there sleeping and I'm defenseless, and so he gets on the bed. There, there's video, there's video of me, and he jumps and drops the stiffest elbow drop of all time, all 210 whatever, how much he weighed. I mean, while I'm defenseless, I swear, because I was, I was. It's one of the things where you're maybe not quite asleep, but you're, yeah, you know, you're, you're dozing eyes, off. Yeah, yeah, you're not aware of it. I had no record, nothing, no idea what was yeah. coming. I swear to you, the split second, I was like, holy shit, North, North Korea done dropped that nuke on Tokyo. We're, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> we're toast. You know? But then I realized, I looked up, and there's this goofy bastard with a dumb-looking grin on his face. <laughs> and I and and I immediately start swinging. And then that's when the video, you can't see much more on the video there. But I know it was all, it was all the time. It was, it, it was never nothing that lasted. Sure. Like I tell Whoever tell my wife, whoever I tell them, like we we fought all the time, but we were never fighting. Like mm. never, like from one day to the next, mm-hmm. we weren't talking or something like that. It was always like you dumbass, what the hell did you do this for? <laughs> yeah, we kiss my ass, blah blah blah, and then we're you know you're done. Yeah, you feel better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. How was it for you guys, obviously, being from... Because you are literally are chicken farmers. That's your family's yes, background. That's not just a gimmick. That's real. Yes, sir. How was it for you guys to travel to Japan and travel around the world together? I'm assuming you probably never really left Delaware until you got into wrestling a lot. Yeah, not... Um, well, I tell you, we always we always helped Dad out mm. on on his farm. Now, last year, I, I bought my own farm, uh, but me and Jay never actually... It was always dad's farm and we were always helping him out 
And when we did have to travel, he would always – he would, you would never even know because he would pick up the slack and not even because he was, you know, so proud of us right, sure. and doing our thing. And so it wasn't necessarily hard. Now, it might have been hard on dad, but he never said anything. He was always, he didn't give a shit. He mm-hmm. was happy to pick up the slack. But uh, that's. Uh, How about you from a culture shock standpoint to go to Japan, for example? Brother, we, <laughs> Japan, <laughs> the first time in Japan was like. I was like, holy crap, man. Like, this is crazy. Like, these people are so polite. Like, <laughs> but it's really like being on, like, like Mars. Like, <laughs> because like, we can't communicate. Like, and then when you've been there a few times, then you kind of learn how to do the broken English, Japanese. You yeah. A little bit of Japanese, and you can communicate. But the first time there, you, you walk in the store, and they, uh, mushy, I got to go that monster. And they're like, whoa, what the heck? Like, who? What, what are you talking about, man? <laughs> you know, no, but yeah, because I was first time in Japan was when we were with CZW in the states, and so we went over for Big Japan. Mm. I was seventeen. Wow, first time in Japan, seventeen. I was at the time. Well, from what I was told, I was the youngest American to wrestle in Japan until Colby Carino ended up being. Wow. Yeah, it was seventeen and eighteen. We were. We were. My first tour there was twenty. You guys got me beat by three oh, years man. and two years, man. Who was that for? FMW. FMW. Yeah, wow, yeah just man. a kid though, right? He didn't even know. So, so you were able to go at seventeen and eighteen. Yeah. Your parents said good luck to you, and yeah, yeah, and and that was back before cell phones that really worked. Think about there. that, right? I know, man. And then even so, that had that was two thousand and two. Yeah, it had to be two thousand two, but um, I think it was two thousand and seven. The cell phone technology was had come a long way stateside, but when you're talking international That's cell right. phone, yeah. So we were with Noah, we were over there with Noah, and we had uh, Ricky Marvin and Kataro Suzuki at uh, Budokan, and it was uh, the junior heavyweight tag title match. So they do the press conference thing the day before, and uh, well. The night before the press conference, we go to Rapungi, hit you know, hit Geronimo's shop bar, all the all the spots <laughs> down there, and so we get separated from each other and from the rest of who we were with. And uh, I get back to the hotel somehow, some way. I have no idea how I got back, but I got back to the hotel at like maybe like six o'clock in the morning, and we had to meet them to go over for the press conference at like nine. So it was like three hours. I'm like, Shoo. I made it back. Let me just go up to Jay's room, find him. We'll have a couple hours of sleep, and, you know, we'll go over to the press conference. So I go up to Jay's room. This boy ain't made it back yet. <laughs> and so I can't get a hold of him because we got these cell phones that you, that's just for traveling. Right. Out. Yeah, and so I end up calling back to the States. I call my, call my mom. I'm like, hey, mom, you talking to Jamin? She's like, no, what's going on? I was like, you ain't talked to Jamin? You, you don't know where he is or nothing? She was like, what do you mean? I'm here in, in Delaware. How am I supposed to know where he is? And I was like, well, we went out last night, and uh, yeah, I just got back, you know, and uh, he ain't back yet, and we got this press conference coming up. But he, I was where he, he rolls in like 20 minutes before. Cause I'm, I'm down in the lobby, and I'm, I'm still I'm in bad shape. I'm still blasted, not on very little sleep. And I'm like, man, I guess I'll go over here and just tell him I don't know. I'm not sure where Jay is. And he rolls in like the Nikaton, like freaking 
Batman coming to save the day last <laughs> right. second, 20 minutes before the bus gets there, and he's even in worse shape than me. He comes in, and we don't have time to whatever change or anything, so not that we were going to get real spiffy for the press conference anyway, <laughs> but I just remember the picture in the magazine of the press conference itself is Ricky and Kataro over there. They're all dressed to the nines, looking all good, and it's me and Jay, and we're <laughs> <laughs> we're over there like hanging on for dear life i think jay had on a shirt that said life is full of choices with a bunch of different strains of, of uh marijuana on there. <laughs> uh, and it was yeah but uh yeah they, the, the match went good had a, you know. <laughs> well i've talked to a lot of people uh especially after jamin passed away we did a little bit of a tribute here and had all all of your Friends and guys you'd worked with and stuff, and just talked about how great of a tag team the Briscoes are. Uh, were Thank one you. of the one of the best ever. Every tag team, when you have a great, well-oiled machine, there's things that you do that that Jay doesn't. There's things that Jay does that you don't. What was kind of the dynamic of your team in the early stages of the career of the Briscoe brothers? It was before we really learned the character aspect of the game, and it was more just work rate in how much can you do and how cool can it look he was more of a power guy and i was more of a of a high flyer you know i used to be able to springboard and shoot mm. star press and this that and the other now all these years later i might could do it one time if i tried real mm -hmm. hard but but at first that was the dynamic it was more he was more the pounder and i was more the flyer but then when you get to the more the more the beauty of pro wrestling with, with characters and, and stuff, it was, he was like the cool one and I was the crazy one. Hmm. I remember when we went down to the, for the WWE tryout down at, at uh, Hep CW, that's what one of the, one of the trainers or coaches, whatever, I can't remember exactly who it was, but he said, this is because they were doing eight by 10 pictures. They said, all right, this is what I'm seeing here. It's like, you're like, just you're talking about Jay, you're just like super, you're real cool. And then you, you're just like real crazy. And it's like, that's the dynamic that you got going here. And I was like, okay, yeah. And then it just kind of like we naturally, as we progressed and we could do, <laughs> we were physically not who we were when we were 18, 19, 20, 21, you know, but in the mentally, in, in the, the, the the mindset aspect of it we were well advanced mm -hmm. from who we used to be where i used to be i used to be so timid you watch hold mark briscoe old briscoe brothers man i'm so timid and so afraid to cut <laughs> loose it's and hard it, to believe yeah it's like right as soon as i figured that out i was like wow this is way easier than i thought it was <laughs> it's like man you ain't got to do quadruple freaking springboard 450 you know whatever it may be just go out there and make a little face, do a little bit of head wagging and make some sound effects. Everybody learns that though. Yeah. That's part of being, you know, getting the experience of being in the business. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What happened with uh, with your trial with WWE? Why, why did they not uh, want to bring you in? Well, before we left, they were, I mean, everybody would say, man, everybody, they, they really like you, really, really think that they're going to bring you guys on. And I guess it was a week or two after we had got home, we were just waiting to hear back and say, uh, that's what they said, you know, we'll give you a holler, we'll, we'll let you know. And uh, John uh, Laurinaitis called, and uh, he told Jay, he told me, yeah, we really liked your stuff, and uh, but I think we're going to, you know, I think we're going to pass for right now. Now, 
let us know if, if you guys want another try. And that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like, another try? Like, man, mm. like, we're, we're, come on, man. But then when, I guess when he talked to Jay, he, as he called Jay either right before he called me or called Jay right after he called me. But once we, when we talked, he said, man, you know what he told me? He said that we're not cosmetically pleasing enough. <laughs> I was like, what? Is they for real? I was like, damn. That's cold, man. You you too ugly? Y'all too ugly. It's like, dang, gone. That's it's pro wrestling, man. It's not a male model here. Yeah, man. Oh, that's crazy. Well, that's kind of the idea of the Briscoe Brothers because you guys look so savage and they get to the, because I never got a chance to know you guys because I was always in WWE or working here. So finally we got to interact a bit and on the cruise and stuff. And I was like, wow, these guys are really great. Awesome, intelligent, fun. But when you see these screaming, crazy pictures, no teeth, you know, but that's wrestling. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that, that was our conversation. Like, what the hell? If that's really how they feel then we don't that's not what we want to do anyway if we're going to have to be all prim pretty and proper and then maybe we get a job with wwe that's not what we're looking for you know what I mean? it's like okay there let's keep on keep on keeping on you know the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. A couple quick questions for you. First of all, how did you lose all your teeth, your front teeth? Jay. Jay did that, and it was was an accident. It was... uh, it was in a match in Philly. It was a, it was an independent promotion, but uh, it was a no DQ, anything goes, whatever. Jay's going to hit the guy on the floor with a steel chair. Little does he know, I'm standing right behind him, and as he cocks back, it hits me. Oh, oh yeah, perfectly right there, right where the gap is. The the a chair. The oh. Width, the width of the backrest of the chair, it fits perfectly in there. <laughs> it broke two teeth right at the gum, and it pushed one into my nose, Mick Foley style. Right. It didn't break through, but it was it was a big old lump. Oh. I actually could, I reached up with my finger, and I pushed the lump, and the tooth came back down. Oh, oh dude, it was, woo. And you just said, I'm just going to leave it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I tell you, a little even more story there. I, uh, yep, I, I did finish the match, and it was a tournament. And they they wouldn't let me wrestle the wouldn't let me wrestle the following match, mm. no problem. But the next uh, a couple of days later, we go to the dentist and he pulls out the little nubs, which was the worst twenty minutes of my life. He just grabs them with a wrench, oh, yeah, And he told me he was like, "Let me know," because he numbed me, he numbed me up. And he said, "Let me know if you start feeling any pain." He said, "It should be some pressure, but not a whole lot of pain." And he grabs it with him dental pliers and started yanking my head left right left right and after about two minutes of it i feel like maybe the novocaine is wearing off just a bit and it starts really hurting and i was like I was like, hey doc it's starting to hurt a little bit i don't know if i need another shot at novocaine ah oh, come on what are you some kind of big sissy <laughs> like, man, come on man you the one told me to let you know when it was hurting <laughs> yeah but then yeah so i ended up getting the partial they you know the flipper and so I would only not have my teeth in when I wrestled or if I went, yeah. you know, when I went to bed at night or whatever. But then when me and the wife got together, 2010, 
she actually thought that it was a kind of a cool look. The, the <laughs> she teacher just thought it was sexy. Like, yeah, kind of sexy. She says that. I think she just ain't want no other. She ain't want no other ladies trying, thinking I was hot. She was like, let me tell him that he looks good with his big gap. <laughs> yeah. No, but and I still wore him. I still did wear him actually most of the time. But I was taking a nap in my in my recliner one day. Took my teeth out and put them on the armrest. And I swear to you, I wake up and I look and my teeth are gone. And then the damn pit bull is walking around the house with my teeth. And it ain't no big deal. I wash them off, but I get them from the dog and she had bit them right in half. Like, damn, and end up getting another flipper made, but I'm, I haven't hardly wore it since, since the pit bull incident. I'm, you know, oh, dude, you're, you're a laugh, man. You're hilarious. And then uh, the other question I was going to ask that I've always wanted to know is how did you decide on the Briscoe brothers? Because obviously there's a very famous Jack and Jerry Briscoe, uh, and your guy's last name is Pew. So how did you come up with Briscoes? That was, that was Jim Kettner. That was, ah. yep, that was Jim Kettner. He said, uh, said, you know, you guys, just uh, your chemistry reminds me of Jack and Jerry Briscoe. I'll tell you what, I'm going to put an E on it. I'm going to call you the Briscoe Brothers 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the 2000 didn't last long. Did you ever hear from uh, Jerry Briscoe at all? When we, the, the first time I ever talked to Jerry was when that time that we were in FCW mm. for the WWE tryout. And he said, uh, we immediately approached him and said, "Sir, we just want you to, we just want you to know, absolutely no disrespect, and we're sorry if it has come across as disrespectful." But uh, you know, the guy who who trained us, he he wanted to give us the the name Briscoe in honor of you and your brother because he thought that we, whatever. And uh, Jerry said he didn't he didn't he didn't mind at all. He he would have appreciated if somebody would have have asked, told him, yeah, right? told him or asked him. But uh, yeah, and I talked to him. Uh, not a whole lot since, but talked to him a time or two since, and he's always been so that nice. That keeps the name alive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Let's talk a little bit about your Ring of Honor, because you guys are obviously one of the cornerstones of Ring of Honor for pretty much from the start all the way through to, well, even now you're still there and still working there. What were some of the kind of the, the, the best matches that you had with, with some of the teams there? Well, man, we got a... We got a lot of we got a lot of ground we got a lot of ground to cover. There. Well, there is, and it's a pretty vague question. I know. I wish I, I I could be a little bit more zoomed in. But when you think of Ring of Honor and the Briscoes, what pops to mind instantly? Uh, I mean, we had so many different programs and so many different so many different matches. I always loved when we would be working with a team, and it would lead to whatever it may be a uh, ladder match mm-hmm. or no DQ match. I mean, uh, Kevin Steen and, and Al Generico, which right. Kevin Owens and yep. Sami Zayn, we wrestled them for the for the better part of 2007. We had straight up tag match. We had a two out of three. We had a cage match. We had an anything goes match. We had singles matches. We had a Boston Street fight, uh, and then it all ended up with the first ladder war. The first ladder match in Ring of Honor, which uh, that was that was definitely a pivotal. Well, let's focus in on those guys because I've worked with both of them very extensively. How did that, What was the chemistry there with, with the four of you? Oh, my goodness. We were in, I mean, you got to figure this was 07, so we're all full of piss and vinegar, you know what I mean? And we, I don't think either one of us gave a shit one about nothing. It's just we would go out there and beat the absolute crap out of each other and just – have a blast doing it and then just be so excited to do it again as soon as possible. I mean, the first time that we wrestled was in Philly and it was just kind of a 
no build to the match is kind of thrown together. And I think that the match went so good that that was when Gabe Sapolsky, who was booking at the time, I think that match went so good and the chemistry was so right there. He said, we can run this match all year long. Right. You know, pretty much all year long. And so that's what we did. And it was – we always – we always beat them. We beat them in every match besides for <laughs> the Boston Street fight, which they beat us there. And so that was how they got, okay, we just beat y'all one, two, three. Now we want the title match, the ladder match. But, uh, yeah, that was one of the – definitely one of the defining series of matches, the defining feuds. And, man, those guys, we just – from the first time the four of us got in the ring together, it was just like – it was – so natural and just so, you know, the chemistry was just so right there. Well, and those two guys are like brothers too. They end up getting in fights with each other oh, too. Oh, <laughs> Putting together matches, yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> when they get going, oh my goodness, it's great. Sammy putting together matches with him is uh, always a pleasure too, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Let's talk about this uh, amazing series of matches that you have recently with FTR. Uh, once Tony Khan bought well, before we get into that how was it for you guys when you found out that Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor because obviously we don't have to get into it there was an issue that you couldn't go to AW you couldn't go to WWE which is pretty ridiculous but anyways Tony Khan a big fan of yours then buys Ring of Honor and then suddenly you guys are now on national pay-per-view with that yeah yeah it was it all started when Sinclair Broadcasting announced that Ring of Honor was for all intents and pur- all intents and purposes, shutting down. That was October, and uh, so that was October before anything about Tony buying Ring of Honor. At first, it was just like, "What in the?" That's your big job. That's your big gig. Exactly. What are you gonna like, do? Like, what do we do now? I got. I mean, at the time, I think I had five kids, and Jay's got three kids, and we're like, "What? What just happened?" And it was on a. a it was on a Zoom meeting. They tell us this, and my damn connection, my damn internet connection, was it? What's the noise? <laughs> beep beep. <laughs> I yelled it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, on the Zoom meeting, my Zoom cut out, and it comes back on, and everybody is like, everybody's face is like flabbergasted. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> and I text, I text somebody, and they're like, I'll call you in a minute. And they're like, Yeah, Joe just said we're we're done. Like Ring of Honor's basically shutting down shop. You know we're going to have we're going to keep having shows until final battle but then after that you know ring of honor is done and so we were still getting paid until the end of our contract so final so it was just out of covid era yeah yeah yes yes final battles in december well we get this news that ring of honor is done in october but we still have the show in december which is final battle and then it's there is no future for Ring of Honor. However, we're still getting paid till the end of our contracts, which go until April. All right. So that's at least, thank God, we still have, we got four months to figure it out. You know what I mean? And I, I, was it March? I think it was March when Tony came out and made the, I, you know, I'm buying Ring of Honor. And I just remember like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> no freaking way. And then as we get contacted and then, like yes, we because because at first it's like okay, I hope that this isn't we're not allowed to be in Ring of Honor anymore because mm. we're not allowed to be in AEW because it could all be the under the same umbrella. 
But no, Tony was like, no, I want to, I want to sign you guys to Ring of Honor contracts, and so there, that that solved the financial worries. So that was great. But then it was like, you know, is he gonna, you know, what's he gonna do with us? And then when he announces the first, the first match with FTR, what? Even before the match was announced, we were going back and forth on Twitter, them and us, and I mean. That was some of the funnest. That was some of the funnest stuff ever. Going back and forth there because everybody was like, "Whoa, no way this match is going to happen. No way this is right." Is ever because I think it was the very first, right when it was it when the news was made public. Ring of Honor, all Ring of Honor guys are no longer exclusive to Ring of Honor because Ring of Honor is shutting down. Before Tony's buying it, before that news, I remember Dax Harwood he. He tweeted. It just said Briscoes, and it's like, oh, she. And everybody's like, oh yeah, that that match would be great. It's a shame it'll never happen. And then we cut a promo, talking shit, just having fun with it, not 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 knowing what the end result's going to be, hoping we're going to get this match eventually, but not knowing that mm-hmm. we're going to having any kind of confirmation or any kind of. Nothing at all that it might be a real possibility. And then we they come, they fire back at us and we fire back at them and everybody's just eating it up and loving it. And then when Tony finally decides that then he does book that first match and say, Oh shit. Here we go. <laughs> and you'd never worked with them before, obviously. No. So the chemistry was, was amazing right out of the gate with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. They're such a I mean, they're such a classic tag team. They're such a so fine-tuned and i think it's something that me and jay always had was just the 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 chemistry of two brothers who have been teaming for 20 20 plus years but even before that we've been Mm. even and then just with our natural chemistry and then their what the well-oiled fine-tuned machine that they were and the mindset that they have of classic tag team wrestling as opposed to you know i mean more spots they're What's their old saying? Uh, all fists, no flips, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that just matched perfectly with with our style. Mm. And so yeah, we hit it all pretty good. I mentioned I never we were never in the same company, but I was on one card with you guys, one show where I had the unenviable position of following uh, the Briscoes versus FDR dog collar match, which was me and Claudio for the world title oh, yeah. at Final Battle, which we had a little bit of a story and we had the world title, but I was like, how in the f- Am I going to follow these guys? This is insane. That was definitely one of the most hard-hitting, intense matches I've ever seen. What are some of your memories about that? Because some of the bumps you guys took were crazy. Thank you, man. Thank you. i tell you, between the, the three matches we had, the first match was just the, the straight-up singles. Second match was the two out of three falls. The, that dog collar match was just, i tell you, as physically taxing as it was, Mentally, it was so, it was like so, such a breeze because yeah. we get there and we're like, all right, let's beat the absolute dog shit out of each other, <laughs> you know? No need to complicate anything. Let's just, let's just make this, make it look like a real damn fight and we have accomplished what we have come to accomplish. And the more we try to complicate it or make anything intricate or make anything, okay, your timing, you must be here or your whatever. Mm. That's just going to, that, that's not going to do anything, but that's not going to be anything but a disservice to the match itself because it needs to look like a war. Like it, we didn't, it was 
definitely not something where, all right, we'll do this spot, then we'll do this spot, then we'll do, then we'll go here, then we'll go over here, then we'll do this spot. It was like, all right, you two will beat the shit out of each other over here. Y'all beat the shit out of each other over there. Right. At some point, we'll both get back in the ring. We'll all <laughs> four beat the shit out of each other. And then, I mean, it was, that was a fun one, man. That was, and like I said, the first two were really stressful when it comes to, you know, creating the match. That third one, man, dude, that was like a dream. That was like the best night of the best night of work ever. Then the next day, next week, of course, it's like, oh my dear lord, where's the damn Advils? <laughs> yeah, that was a good one, man. Last few things for you, man. We, we mentioned the cruise. There's a great match that you had, Mark versus Jay Briscoe in the first Jericho Cruise, the Sea of Honor tournament. Uh, we actually had a little tribute for 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 Jamin on this last cruise that oh, we just I heard, did. Man, I saw the video. It was it was a classic. It was a great match. Uh, how was it when you guys worked against each other? Oh my goodness! It was it was great. It was always great and it was always fun. But it, I guess it had to be I'm trying to think if there was one specific match because it would always one of us would get concussed every single match. <laughs> every single match, it would either be me or him. I don't think it was ever both, but it would always, by the end of the match or when we come to the back, I was like, damn, man, shit. You know, can't quite remember what just happened. It's like that fresh concussion syndrome where you're trying right, to right, right. kind of remember. <laughs> but you don't. Not quite, yeah. Yep, yep. But when we finally got to the point somewhere, and some, I'd say it had to be somewhere around 2012 to 2015 or so, we, we told each other, all right, look. From now on, when we wrestle each other, just be very extra careful not to knock each other the hell out. <laughs> because it's getting old, man. Yeah, like every yeah, time. Yeah. Every freaking time. So what was it like uh, for you when you come to AEW and finally you're on the show and your very first match was against Jay Lethal, another another very close friend of yours. You wrestled quite a bit. How, how was that night for you, uh, first time on your own? It was cool, man, but it was, uh, I tell you, it was because it, it was so soon after. Jay passed on January 17th. January 18th is my birthday. Yeah, man. And then one week later, January 25th, is Jay's birthday. Oh, and my goodness. That was when I wrestled Jay Legal. That was Jay's that birthday. That quick. Dude, it was. I didn't realize that. To me, that's another one of the things, like, you know, like with Mom and the Bald Eagles and stuff. Yeah. It's like for, and Jay had such. Whether it was, you know, warranted or whatever the word is I'm looking here for, he had such such guilt that we never did make it to TV On a because he felt it was his fault. Mm. You know what I mean? He felt it was his fault, and I, it's so weird that like that first night being his birthday, it was almost like wow, it's like this is his gift to me type thing, like his gift to us, mm-hmm. like. Like he would like for one, I just know how strong he was in his faith, in his perspective, in his thought on, you know what I mean, God and eternity and stuff. So, so I know that he was not afraid to die. You know, he didn't want to leave any of us. He didn't, especially his his kids. You know, I mean, his family. He, of course, he would never want to leave them without him. But I n- know that he did not fear death. I know he. I know he didn't fear death, and so. I feel like I, even more so than, like I say, like my mom or a lot of other people that are, would have been so close to him, me and him spent more time riding the roads, you know, and just we had that connection where we had the same the same mindset, the same brain, and then it's like here we are on his birthday, a week after he passed, 
And he's like, he's like, there you go, chick. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, baby. Like, go ahead. Do what we do. You know what I mean? Do what we do. What we do you know, because I told everybody, I was like, like how, how you blah, blah, blah. How you do this? How you? I'm like, if I went and, and balled up in a corner and cried and was sad and it just couldn't function, Jamin would would do whatever he could do in his afterlife powers to haunt my ass into <laughs> making me hey, baby what the hell are you doing you know, like, come on dog like come on like mm-hmm. what are you doing like that's what he would be like but but then just to, for that to happen in the timing that it happened the, just the timing of it it's like well this is the next step I'm carrying on you know what I mean I'm carrying on for me and him and Let's just roll with it, you know, and until there's a an obvious sign or an obvious indication that this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing. Hey, let's keep on rocking and rolling, you know. So it was great, man. Especially yeah. with to be against lethal, that was great. Man. I didn't realize it was on his birthday too. Wow, but I was saying that too. It's kind of like his last gift to you, and, and one of the po- small positives of his passing is that now you get to be on TV. It's almost like it, it does very much. It's so bittersweet, right? Bittersweet, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And he, uh, yeah, man, his he was so when it came to wrestling because that was his passion. You don't get me wrong. It's same here, my passion too. But mm-hmm. my boy was next level. You know, he was next level, next level with it. If we had a a big match coming up, then he just wouldn't even be able to get right because he would be consumed with. What was coming up? Okay, what promo do we need to do before this to build it just right? You know what I mean? Do I need to to put a, a tweet out there or something? Or like just all just everything had in his mind had to be so absolutely mm-hmm. perfect. And me, I was more like, hey, let's just go with the flow, go out there and just do what we do type thing. And uh, just go out there and rock and roll like we always do. It's kind of like I didn't have to do, to do all the thinking of the extra stuff because he would do all all the extra, all the thinking about all the extra stuff. And I just like, like now, like I know that not only would he be, you know, if we were here on this stage as the Briscoe brothers, you know, I have no question in my mind we we blow the roof off. But man, I tell you, my boy, his uh, he would be <laughs> goodness. He would. <laughs> It would take a little bit of adjustment, just like I was saying earlier. Sometimes some weeks you come in, you're hyped up, ready to wrestle, and it's like, mm. all right, you gotta, you gotta take some backstage <laughs> pictures tonight, and we need pre-tape. You know what I mean? Hopefully, you have a match next week. You're like, Jamie, come on, we come. I don't know, man. Damn, check why come Why you check why we wrestling, man? Come on, dog. What do you think, man? What's going on, man? But he said he was such a. He he wanted everything to be a hundred out of a hundred exactly. Right, 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 right. And and if it was something that he didn't understand, then sometimes he would just rack his brain so crazy. But uh, is everybody you know, is everybody called you chick? Chick, yeah, chicken, yeah, <laughs> chicken, yeah, chicken, chicken, yeah, chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Last question for you, man. What do you miss most about 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 him? About Jay? About Jamin, yeah. Man, you know everything. Really. Yeah, you know, like being like shoot, man. Like I tell you, what got me just. Last week after the show, we was whatever down at the bar, whatever, and there was however many of us. We was just shooting the shit, talking and whatnot. And there was, you know, sometimes when you're in is in a, in one of them circles and talking and whatnot, and everybody was asking me questions, and and it wasn't no problem because it it was no questions that was anything out of the ordinary. And then somebody asked, "What airport do I fly out of?" 
And I was like, well, you know, sometimes because we always fly out of Baltimore, which is two hours from right. where we live, because Salisbury, Maryland, which is 10 minutes from where we live, there's not very many flights. And so as I'm sitting there and I'm explaining, well, I've been flying out of Salisbury a lot here lately. You know, we always used to fly out of Baltimore, you know, but now, you know, and like Adam telling, I'm like, I can't even help it. I'm like, break it up. Like, yeah, it was like, you know, two hours, two hours over to Baltimore. And like, I'm like trying not to, I don't know. I got emotional talking about going to the airport, like mm. riding to the airport. Like as crazy as that sounds, that's one of the things, the ride to and back from Baltimore. Because you guys would drive together. Yeah. Yes, gotcha. always. Yep, we either I'd pick him up or he'd pick me up, mm. and there we go. And we do same thing. We ride the airport, and then we wrestle, and we come home, and we ride on back. And mm. it was, you know, pretty much every week for twenty years or whatever. And then we, you know, I mean, there was Jay had a landscaping business, Pew, Pew Long Care, and I probably helped him for. I don't know, five or six years. But after a while, I told him, man, my knees and my wrist, they can't keep doing this, man. I want to keep being a wrestler. I'm not, you know, I like landscaping, but that's not my, that's not what I'm put here on this earth to do. <laughs> I'm trying to wrestle and my damn knees and wrists are hurting. But, you know, when I'm, so when I'm home cutting grass, doing stuff around the yard, you know, that reminds me a lot of Jay. Like, I tell you, one of the things when me and the wife ain't seeing, Seeing eye to eye, what's happened in all marriages? Mm -hmm. Like, I never had anybody like Jay to talk to mm -hmm. because we're on the exact same wavelength as far as, man, damn, dog, I, I, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, yeah. I fill in the blank. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, man, I know yeah. I did that, blah, blah, you know, but yeah. you good, dog, you good, you know, and like that, like just having him, be, having somebody who's on the exact same wavelength mm -hmm. as me and that speaks my language. Like, people used to say, a lot of times we would talk, and it'd be like, "What the hell did y'all just say? <laughs> like, was that English?" And, yeah, man. So I mean, you know, it's just, just pretty much everything about him. Yeah, I miss everything about him. But uh, I, I'm also, you know, encouraged and um, you know, excited about carrying on for him. You know what I mean? Until I until I get there with him, you know. Mm. Well, man, like I said, the one small thing is it's been great to get to know you, and it's yes, great sir. to have you around, great to have you here. And uh, like that night in Sacramento, we'll have shots for Jamin for as long as we're both here, man. Damn right, man. Yeah, yes, dude. sir. It's great to have you here, man. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, brother.